Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Welcome to Spotlight. Just like uh, we said in the introduction, I have two fascinating minds here today. Two experts that I brought into studio today um, to help you be able to gain more confidence so you can reach more people and make a greater impact on the world. So really excited to have you two here today. And, you know, I do something with all of my shows. I know you. this is not a surprise to you, but I always give my guests an opportunity to brag about themselves when we first get started. I don't like reading bios, and I already know about both of you, so if you, you're struggling bragging about yourself, I'm going to jump in and help you out a little bit. But, Kita, I actually want to start with you. So Kita Remnick's coming to us today all the way from Tempe, Arizona. We're in Phoenix, so not too far away, about 10 minutes. And uh, she is actually an expert that's helping to connect entrepreneurs with uh, corporations, which is really cool. So, Kita, I'd like to give you just a moment. I'm going to give you permission to brag about yourself. So, what are some of your biggest accomplishments? Wow, this is going to be a little rough for me because, you know, I'm. Uh, this is a hard, hard thing for me to do. But I think I've just had a really interesting and varied career, and I've just been really blessed. Um, I started off wanting to be a professional tennis player, and then I ended up as an entrepreneur um, owning a tennis business and scaling it from one location to multiple locations. And then I ended up in uh, the corporate world, went back to school, got an MBA, got some formal education, mm -hmm. and then ended up um, in sports marketing, working with uh, the PGA, working with Major League Baseball, and helping drive hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue for corporations. And and um, then along the way, I decided that, you know what, there's so much room for entrepreneurs and corporations and that my heart really belongs back in coaching and helping entrepreneurs find their space in in the corporate world because corporations need, need entrepreneurial spirit. Oh, yeah. Well, and I love what you're doing because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I mean, like I hear the word corporate and I'm like, wah, wah, that's not for me, you know. Um, so I like what you're doing. And I know we're going to talk more about this in a moment, but I would love to hear what what are the three or four biggest companies that you've actually worked with as far as corporate? Um, so I have worked with uh, Yellow Roadway. I have worked with uh, NASCAR in terms of that. I've worked with Pfizer, uh, which is a large pharma company, yeah. and have actually worked with um, Lilly. And some large uh, healthcare companies like United Healthcare and other brands that I have gone in and consulted with from, um, you know, multiple different types with beverage in the beverage category. There are just too many to name at this yeah. point. Well, I think that's amazing. And I, I wanted to point that out and bring that out because you are no stranger to the corporate world. You've worked with some of the biggest corporations. You've gone in there. Um, you haven't played small. You've actually dealt with uh, helping bring in millions of dollars for these corporations in revenue. So um, really glad to have you here, Kita, and really excited to hear in a minute more about your story and how you made that transition from being in the corporate world to now making this corporate connection between entrepreneurs uh, that have services and also the corporate world. So thank you so much for being here. Richard, you drove all the way here from San Diego, California. Beautiful drive. It, beautiful is, drive. it is a beautiful drive. Nice Gets mountains, real peaceful. Snow on the mountains is always a pretty yeah. sight. Do you take I-8 or I-10? 10. 10. 
Okay, I mm. ten. Yes, that is that is beautiful. I I'm like, a ten guy. I've never like taken eight here. Oh yeah, I've, I gotta I've try that. You have to try that. Sometime. <laughs> you are a ten. <laughs> you are a ten. You're right. Eight is way underrated for you, Richard. Um, really glad to have you here. And and Richard, uh, I would love to give you the same opportunity that uh, Kita had, which is to brag about yourself. Sure. I've known you for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and um, have seen you in action. So, what do you have to brag about? That's always tough. Funny enough. Um, Humble is the key to my existence, but uh, you have to say what you do. I grew up, funny enough, fighting in the streets, very successful at it. So I tell people that I was a street bare-knuckle fighter, and they look at me, and the first thing they say is, you're not big enough, which I'm not a big guy. And they say, you're still handsome. And I say, I'm that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So so no, you, you, your nose isn't crooked. Correct. Your, your bone structure is pretty uh, symmetrical correct. still. So, so my goal is to preserve my, my face and, and using skills and techniques. And so through the evolution, I realized the physical wasn't the most important. So then I evolved to the full training with martial arts, trained with experts all around the world. Uh, I had the opportunity to train with students directly under Bruce Lee. So I got the skill from around the world uh, with all the masters. And then I began teaching it and teaching the full benefits, the full benefits of the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And then I ran school for many years in Research Triangle Park in Raleigh. So I got to work with a lot of the corporations, teaching their individuals as my students, and then working with the corporations, giving them the benefits of martial arts. And then I also do security. I do global security for a pharmaceutical company, so I take my skills to that realm as well. And um, again, it's all about the tranquility and focus and leadership skills. It's the most important message that I put out there. Yeah, it's fascinating how you've taken those principles and you've uh, you help entrepreneurs be able to apply those things that um, have been effective for oh gosh, centuries, mm-hmm. millennia in martial arts, and you apply those principles to help entrepreneurs be more successful. It's really interesting as you were talking, I just was listening <laughs> to Tony Robbins yesterday, had a date with Tony Robbins on the treadmill. I don't know if you ever do that. So um, it was so good that I ran 5.5 instead of just five miles. That's how good this Tony Robbins talk was. But he was talking about self-discipline. He said, you know, the difference between somebody who experiences mild success and somebody who experiences ultra success comes down to that discipline Mm -hmm. and being able to take some of those principles that I know you teach, Richard, and implement those into into your life, those routines. And one of the things he said that really stood out to me is he said, there's a price to pay for Mm -hmm. having a routine in your life, for getting up early, Mm -hmm. for making the commitment to go to the gym or, you know, whatever it is you're going to do, go out and walk. It doesn't just have to do with health and exercise. It does, you know, has to do with your business as well. He said it costs ounces to create a routine in your life, and it costs pounds of regret if you don't. Correct. And that's how my so. day started today. I went out and, and ran based on routine. I didn't check the weather. I was freezing. <laughs> you and thought Phoenix was going to be a little warmer. Correct. And I just overcame it. And then when I talked mm-hmm. to my wife, she says, oh, it's 37 degrees there. And I'm like, wow, that's why I felt cold. But you didn't <laughs> let that stop you. you I, I did not. I think it was like foolish that pursuit. If I would have checked the weather, I might have done a little something different. <laughs> so I'm curious about your story, Richard, because you are doing something that's very unique. You are taking these principles, these martial art principles, mm-hmm. you're bringing those to entrepreneurs to help them gain confidence in what they do. How did you get into that? Did you just wake up one day or were you there doing your martial arts and think, oh, wow, this could be applied to entrepreneurs? What really happened in your life that spurred this passion for what you're doing? 
Great question. Thank you. It, it started young, really young. It started, I can remember it vividly. I was seven years old, and uh, I was in the car with my dad, and he had gone into a situation that was very dangerous. And so from that moment, I realized it was more than physical because he went into a gang of people attacking five young girls. So I knew there was nothing he did physical to overcome this, this mob. It was truly a mob mentality. So from that point, I said, there has to be more than this physical in life. And so he showed me from that point in time the leadership skills. And, and the beauty of it was he was a janitor his whole life until he died at a young age. So I realized that anybody has that leadership to succeed and that drive to accomplish things based on these sound principles. So that's incredible. So you're seven years old. You're driving along mm -hmm. with your dad. You guys drive by a gang of people attacking five women? Correct. And wow. so as we're going, people are leaving. So there already there's this sense of angst and seven years old, and I'm with my 15-year-old brother in the back seat. So we already sense something's wrong. All of the red flags go up. People are going the other way. People are U-turning. Tires are screeching. People are screaming. It's sort of like a, a scream that goes right through you. And then this kinetic energy with a mob. So my dad pulls over and he says, stay here and don't open the doors. So our brains at our young age is like, that's, wow, that's crazy. What, what's happening? And he goes into the crowd. He was all of 5'5", five, five, walks into this mob. You can see fists flying, sticks were flying, whole lot of energy going on in a negative, and he walks in the crowd, and we're thinking, what are we going to do next? It's a situation we didn't have any history in how to handle. And then all of a sudden, he comes walking out of the crowd. Five girls, he's got them by the hand, their clothes are torn, they're bleeding, they're all busted up, they're crying emotionally, and just very frantic, and he puts them in the car, and we could, they get in the car with us, and they're shaking, the car is literally shaking from their body posture, mm -hmm. and all he says is, you are safe now, and I will take care of you. Wow. And that resonated. And so that's what kind of put me on my path through life. I want to be able to help people like that. I, I thought that was the most amazing act of leadership and unselfish behavior while other people ran the other way. Truly, they ran the other way. And he, it seems, wasn't equipped to deal with it, but he somehow came from the inside and went in there and did what had to do. So he made the tough decisions that leaders do. And I try to convey that in my life, think, wow, what tough decisions do I have to deal with? What tough decisions can I help other people deal with head on and with confidence? He yeah. obviously went in there with confidence. And, and I asked him what he said and what he did, and he, he just said, I did what I had to do. Well, the best leaders know how to approach a situation with confidence, and what a great example your father was. I, I remember having a dream when I was very first getting started in this world of entrepreneurship, and I shared it at an event I know you were at recently, Kita. You've probably heard mm -hmm. this before, too, but in this dream, I had an opportunity to either go back and help a group of people that were in suffering or to go and run the other way and, and go towards safety. And I think, you know, the natural tendency of, of a lot of people would be, hey, I, I don't know what I'm going to do anyway. I need to protect <laughs> myself. I'm going to go the other way. But true leaders, I really believe true leaders that are in alignment with their purpose, Correct. they are the ones that step into situations, difficult situations with confidence, mm -hmm. knowing that they're going to be able to have some way of helping people. And if they don't, they know that they don't want to live with the regret of not having done it. Correct. So I really like that you have those tools. And I'm excited for our second segment where I know you're going to share some of mm -hmm. those with us to yeah. be able to have more confidence in those situations. Thank you for sharing, Richard. And yep. Keita, interesting, I, I'm interested to hear your story 
and how you made that shift from being in corporate and working with corporate um, and, and the changes that you made in your life, because I know you've expressed to me that you weren't always happy, even though you were successful. And today you have both success and happiness. So uh, what's your story? Why are you doing what you're doing today? Why are you passionate about connecting entrepreneurs with corporate? Well, I think if I can just take a play out of Richard's book, um, but it's it's a kind of a corporate story. It all has to do with leadership mm -hmm. is when you see people that are suffering and you see problems and situations, it's really hard to kind of keep walking and ignoring it. Okay. So mm -hmm. I would say the entire time I've been in corporate for about 10 to 15 years, it was more of being truthful, finding the problems. That was the principle by which I lived. What's the best, what's best for the company? Mm -hmm. um, um, rather than playing politics. So I would see a situation, unearth it, and kind of bring light to it. Um, when you start to do that, the, the ascent into the political world, into the SVP level, just really, it, it's hard for that to happen. Um, and my job, what I ended up doing was building bridges and having people come together and share. Um, I walked into a corporate situation where I was in a boardroom and um, it was just really quiet, very sterile, and you could just feel the tension mm -hmm. in the room and it was pal palatable. And um, the people that needed to help make the decisions weren't at the table. And so I basically kind of walked around and did some digging and unearthed some of the, the, the problems and the situations that were going on. And come to find out, um, a lot of what had happened was just status quo. People get stuck doing the yes. same thing <laughs> over and over again. And what they were looking for is a fresh perspective. So uh, what I ended up doing is finding people from the outside to come in and lend um, their expertise and their help. And over time, what was amazing is if, if people know me well, I love a good whiteboard session. Yeah. Um, and so I would pull people that were on the front line, anybody that could add any type of value in a non-traditional way as opposed to going through the hierarchy. And we'd get together and whiteboard and figure out what the solution would be. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, um, the people felt so much more engaged they felt like their job mattered, like there was impact happening. And I would bring them to the table when it came time to present because it was really important for them to take ownership for it. I love that. So by going into these corporations, by really looking at the problem from an individual level rather than from that as, from a whole level, realizing that individuals make up the corporations, you were able to see that there were some needs that weren't being met. Uh, what kind of entrepreneurs do you bring into corporations to help because I know for me as an entrepreneur, I've always thought, ah, you know, I really don't have anything that, you know, corporations could use or I get intimidated by a corporate America. And I think I don't know the lingo. I don't know the structure. I don't know the hierarchy. So first question is, what kind of entrepreneurs do you connect with corporate America? And what's your specific skill set to help connect them with with the corporate in a way that that it makes it more easy for them. Sure. Um, the corporations have 
so much catching up to do to adjust to this world that's constantly changing because corporations by nature are around they're they're designed to manage risk and they're designed to look at problems rather than looking at opportunities so Ooh, that, wait wait say that again so corporations today are designed to look at problems rather than opportunities correct oh that's more so, so true and that's like that's like the law of attraction when you focus on the negative it's going to bring more negative correct. versus when you focus on the positive wow that was a huge aha for me okay keep going yeah so they they literally look at risk and try to mitigate risk mm -hmm. rather than assessing. So it's they're tapping into a different part of the brain and everybody that works there. And it's very analytical. And there's such a movement right now to have more creativity and more engagement in corporations. I think a last statistic from the Gallup poll was over 65% over of individuals and in corporations are disengaged. Um, in addition to that, what happens is that people get stuck doing the same thing over and over again, as we know, um, bringing somebody from the outside that can come in and pull different things together, whether um, it's pulling different departments, coming in and problem solving. I spent my last five years in an innovation role. So when others were running away from the fire, I was running into the fire. Any problem that I could help uh, solve and problem solve, whether I was running into it or people pulled me into it, um, there are so many issues and different things that people can solve, whether it's helping employees feel more engaged, creating uh, culture, to on the revenue generation side, that outside perspective coming in is really, really critical. And something that seemingly an entrepreneur thinks, oh, well, they already have that covered. I can almost guarantee you that either they don't have it covered or it's so problematic to get somebody internally mm -hmm. to address that, that they're willing to pull somebody from the outside to come in. Yeah, because I mean, like just hearing you talk now, I feel intimidated, like, wow, there's all this corporate stuff I need to know and corporate lingo. So I, I love the fact that you are taking entrepreneurs by the hand. You're saying, hey, I know this stuff. I know the lingo. I know how corporate works. You've got something that's going to help them, and I'm going to help you get into corporate America. And I love that for entrepreneurs, too, because what entrepreneur doesn't want to open the doors to impact thousands of people, <laughs> you know, and, and work with a company that has, um, you know, I don't know how to even quantify the resources that a corporation like that would have millions of dollars um, at access at their their access to fix these problems. So I love what you're doing, Kita. Um, Richard, I love what you're doing too. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, Richard is going to be sharing some tips with us on how to get more confident and how to appear more confident, which is amazing. And Kita is going to be sharing some tips on how to get into corporate America. I think you actually brought a quiz to share with us, right, Kita? I did. To see, uh -oh, if, you're, test time. see if you're corporate ready. <laughs> so uh, during this break, get out your pens, get out your papers, get out your phones, whatever you want to take notes on. When we come back, more with these experts on how to reach more people and get a greater impact. I'm Allison H. Larson. We'll be back after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back. I'm Allison H. Larson. So glad to have you joining us back at Spotlight today. We've got with us Keita Remnick and Richard E. Gordon. And uh, these two are experts in helping to gain more confidence, reach more people, and make a greater impact. And Keita, of course, is helping to connect entrepreneurs with the corporate world. So you're bridging that gap. So big, huge benefits to both entrepreneurs and corporations. And Richard, you are really bringing this mindset of confidence and the things that you learned through martial arts into uh, the corporate world and also to entrepreneurs to help them become more confident and gain greater results. So we were talking about something really interesting on break. Two points I want to bring up. First of all, 
Richard brought up a great point about the mindset. Just because you reach more people and you're making a greater impact and you have more confidence doesn't necessarily mean uh, that you are going to be happier. So Richard, what's, what is your advice or secret when it comes to that? Because I know that mindset piece plays a huge part in what you teach. Correct. You have to actually sit down and look at the balance. I just had this conversation with a client the other day. He was grappling with why he was very successful. He's in the real estate business, more properties, more success, his best year ever in 2018, but he's miserable. And I said, why? Why are you miserable? He says, because I don't have enough time for family and myself. And I said, have you sat down and planned it with the vigor that you planned your business success with? And it was an honest moment. He said, no. And I said, so how could you expect it to be as successful as the efforts you put into your business? Wow. And he says, well, in that case, I don't. And I said, it will only happen when you are ready. I said, because the success you have in business, if you put it to your family, your wife, your child, you will succeed. There's no doubt with your success level. So the key is the mind shift to really come to the point and say, I do need to choose outside my business, outside my corner office and have the full life, which is very difficult because of the competition, society wants you to drive this. You're not going to get a lot of points sometimes in the corporate world say, wow, he has a great relationship with his children. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's not usually on your evaluation <laughs> for the year. And it should be. And some companies do do that, believe it or not. It is part of the whole facet. But in essence, it's not really the, the game. The game is to get more sales and to, to notch more belts and to get more toys. And then you break it down. Did your new car help your family? And it might because it might be a car that you can take your family to skiing with or to the beach Mm -hmm. or go camping. So, yes, that can be the case, but normally it's not. Normally it's two-seaters, right? When people are successful, what kind of cars do they get? They're not getting the vans, right? How many people you know say, I I made it big. I sold a million-dollar deal. I just went and bought a minivan. (laughs) Get get short. That's true. true. (laughs) No kidding. Uh, Well, I I think that's that's a great point that you bring up, and I love that you brought up this time balance. I know for me, sometimes – I've realized in my life that, and Keita, we were talking about this earlier today too, is that being busy doesn't always equal greater results. And you actually had that experience in your life. Can you explain what happened to you and what was your aha moment when you realized that there was a difference between being busy and being productive? Sure. I just loved what Richard spoke about with the example with this client because I, I could relate to that yeah. um, in a different way. I entered into the corporate world and I was chasing for about a decade. I was on a treadmill and I just couldn't get off. And it was about the visibility. It was about it became it became a drug to me. Okay, of like <laughs> how much more um, titles can I get? How much more money can I chase? How many more deals can I put together? Um, and then it became about getting married. It became about getting the house. It became <laughs> yeah. about getting the stuff. So like the I'll be happy when. I get this title. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I get the house. Right. That's exactly it. And meanwhile, I was just dying inside. I gained 60 pounds. I ended up choosing uh, the wrong people and the wrong things to be doing. Um, And I was literally in a life that wasn't my own. It was society's. It was for everybody else. I wasn't living my life. And um, true to who I am is deep down inside, I'm somebody who loves to unlock potential in people, places, and things. That's just who I am. I am your champion, and I'm somebody who will reach that hand down and help you see what you can't see for yourself. Just because I think that every human being has a purpose, and they have a drive, and there's something in there. Mm -hmm. And I've always been that person that Mm -hmm. pulls that out. 
And so in this treadmill, I was a human doing, and at the expense, I cut my head off at the expense of me, a human being. So if I really got honest, the corporate, I, I learned so many great things, <laughs> and I really, I went from being a nerd in the trenches and getting things done to being the yeah. person that went from thing to thing and understanding how the whole system works to really understanding that my sole purpose is to come back out and be an entrepreneur and help entrepreneurs mm -hmm. really uh, find a way to unlock the potential in them and break through those revenue ceilings that well, they've had. Well, and here's what I think the secret is in, in listening to both of mm -hmm. you, this came to my mind. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, it can be so easy to, and, and even as a mother, it's so many yeah. aspects of her life, it can be so easy to let your life own you correct rather than to own your life and i had a moment recently where um you know within the past couple years where i realized i was trying to fit into everybody else's box i was trying to achieve things and i was trying to do things to earn these uh, approval or these accolades from outside sources and the moment i made that shift to i own my own life what life do i want to create mm -hmm. I was able to make some really powerful changes. And what I found was I worked less, did more of what I wanted, made a greater impact, and my bottom line was greater. I made more money. And that was, like you said, Richard, when I started balancing and focusing on things, everything fell into place. And I think so often we get so caught up in that treadmill. We're just yes. running that we now become, instead of the masters of our life, we're the servant. Correct. And so I love what you said, Keita. Now, I know, I want to get to this. I know you brought a quiz because this is going to help entrepreneurs. And it's going to, if, if you're an entrepreneur and you can get into the corporate world, it will literally open doors to thousands of people. And Keita, you, you just gave me a statistic that blew my mind. You said this year alone, their corporate corporations will spend $158 billion on problem solving. What if you have the solution to their problem? Now, I want to be a little bit more clear here before we get into this quiz, because I know we say entrepreneurs, that's a hugely broad term. There are, you can be doing so many different things and call yourself an entrepreneur. So really, what specifically, what type of entrepreneur should be taking this quiz? Um, I would suggest and look at the people that have skills that are specific. For example, like on the sales and marketing side, SEO, uh, things that are specific, uh, Facebook ads, any type of ads What like about that. like coaches, mentors? Yes, we, we okay. have, you, you can have those folks that are skill specific and then coaching and mentors yeah. because they really need, uh, corporations tend to focus on the bottom line and a balance sheet can hide a lot of emotional and spiritual and sense of purpose sins that are mm -hmm. occurring within the four walls. And once things start to surface, there's such a need for coaching and training, even authors and speakers, because there's a need for inspiration, a need for motivation. Um, I would encourage those folks that are in that in those mm -hmm. areas, and that tends mm -hmm. to be your expertise to really take your pen out and um, take yourself out of your entrepreneurial world and put on a corporate hat for a second. Yeah, and I love this. And real quick story I want to share before this quiz, um, just mm -hmm. to prove my point here. So if you're still thinking, I'm an entrepreneur, I really don't belong in corporate, 
I actually took an airplane ride one time, sat next to a lady. It was from Boise to somewhere. Sat next to a lady, got talking with her. We really hit it off. Um, I ended up sending her my book. About three months later, I get a call from her, and she said, well, you don't know this, but I'm actually the head of the department for Idaho Fish and Game, and I am in charge of uh, and I have some money to hire somebody to come in and do a training, a corporate training to my people. Now, my book, Soul Intuition, my brand is Soul Intuition. I'm teaching people how to be more intuitive. And she said, I really feel like this could help bring our uh, the people that work here together. I feel like it could help them be happier. And they paid me a huge chunk of money to come in and do a day-long training at Idaho Fish and Game, which... I'm like, that was the the last place that I would ever think that I would be speaking on soul intuition. But I just wanted to prove your point. Don't take yourself out of this game. If you have a service-based entrepreneurial business or anything that you feel like could benefit human beings, you might be a good fit for for this quiz. So, Kita, I'd love to hear your quiz. All right. I like to get A's, so I hope we get get A's. Okay, so the first first thing is – what is the problem that you're going to solve for a corporation? Is mm. it helping people increase engagement? Is it helping people become healthier? Is it um, helping people become better leaders? Is it uh, strengthening communication? Is it helping drive consensus among different people? Okay, so we're answering the question. What is the question? is what is the problem that you are solving okay, for so a company? What is the problem you're solving with for a company? But this could be, was the problem you're solving for anybody, right? Mm-hmm. But, it, but now we're just putting, what is so, the problem you're solving for a company? Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, and those are just some examples, and there are so many more out there. But it's really, what is that problem that you're solving for? Okay, so number one, see if you can answer the problem, what are you solving for, what, what problem could you solve as a corporation? Okay, number two is think think through why it would be important to a corporation that you're solving that problem. Mm-hmm. And usually it's because it saves them time or it could either save them money, it could potentially help them make more money, but what is it in a like a results a tangible result for the company? Um, you have to remember corporations are very linear and very logical mm-hmm. so they like facts and data. Oh, um, yeah. Well, this is good. I'll, I'll tell another story to prove this point, too. Uh, back in my earlier days of entrepreneurship, I was actually a personal trainer. And one of the things that I did because I was looking at how can I reach more people, make more money on a mass scale rather than just the individual one-on-one right. sessions, right? So I actually um, was able to get a hold of a local university and um, connect them with local junior highs and elementary schools. Now, here's what we did. We figured that they could get continuing education credits through the local university for taking boot camp classes. Now, how could you get continuing education credits for boot camp classes? Well, I did my research and found that teachers that were healthier had less sick days, happier classes, and better test results. What does every school want? Better test results because then they have a higher rating, they get better funding. And so based on that information, I was able to go into schools, teachers would come, they would take this exercise class and then they would they would I would get paid for that and then they would also get continuing education credit so it was like a win 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 for everybody so I just want to attest to what you're saying if you can figure out what that um, 
problem is that you're solving and approach it from that way of going into the schools. Like I went into the schools and I said, hey, what, what do you want? Well, we want higher test scores. We want, you know, teachers that aren't as sick and are happier. And, right. and, and I've said, well, I've got your solution, right? So I love that question too. Okay, what's question number three on our quiz? So the next thing, and this is the most important step, is mm -hmm. identify three companies that you want to go ahead and help out. Be, and what I mean by that is make sure that what it is that you provide is aligned with something that is either part of their mission mm -hmm. or part of something, uh, their culture, as an example, okay. right? So if you're mission-driven, um, it's going to be really important that you align yourself with a, a company that's out there doing things that are mission-driven or their business is mission-driven. So like more like companies that would have like charities and, and supporting good causes. Okay, that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. And so from there, you identify three companies. And then start on go on Google with those companies and just start doing a little poking around because in their minds they're solving for that problem and uh, and you just need to figure out what it is that they're doing and see if it's working or not working mm -hmm. and then take a look at what you're doing and start to learn how to see the holes in the gaps yeah. and that'll help you mm -hmm. go into a company and have a conversation that creates value for them. I love that. So if you're able to answer all three of those questions on the quiz, you're probably corporate ready. Uh, it might take a little research, but see if you can answer all three of those questions confidently and you're ready for corporation. So now speaking of confidence, Richard, that's something that you specialize in. And <clears throat> especially through the martial arts, you have to be confident into going into a situation and you know, how I, I think how often have I faced a hard problem and Correct. just wanted to run the other way? <laughs> so, so what are you doing? Um, what tips can you share with us to be more confident? And this could be really helpful if somebody's looking to go into a corporation, they want to show up with sure. confidence. So, what do you do? What oh, absolutely. Just, just one quick story based on going into the adaptable for the corporate. I, I went to teach for the county school system, and they said, you can come in and teach martial arts, but you can't kick, you can't punch, you can't yell. <laughs> Truly, okay. this is what, and so, so not what again, martial arts is, kicking, punching, I, and yelling? That's what I thought. So, But I said, you know, again, as, a, as an entrepreneur and a person, I said, okay. So what I did is I went in and I took the skill sets that are valuable most. And so that's my key tips is I went in and I talked to them about posture about how important posture is in everything you do in life, whether it's school, corporation, your relationships. Again, everyone has been in those situations where they're feeling a little defeated, and I do this across the board. I've done it with international audience. I say, show me weak, and what does everybody do? So out Slump there, down. that's exactly what you do. That's weak. Chin I, down, eyes down. Then I say, roll. show me strong. So what do they do? Shoulders back. It's, it's international. So you just constantly remind people of that one simple thing, and then with that goes the eye contact. Okay, so so the the three you're giving us three steps to more confidence. So number one, just make sure I got this down, yep. is the posture. So before I go into any situation, I should just take a moment. I should make sure that I'm mm -hmm. sitting. I'm slumping right now in my chair. Should be standing up straight, shoulders back. Yeah, that's really important. Okay, and then step number two, you said eye contact. And step number two is the eye contact. So again, that goes along with the posture. If you have good posture, your eyes will be level. And when you walk into a room, whether it's an interview to close a big deal, to pitch to a corporation, you make sure you go in and you make eye contact. Again, it's not the dead stare, but you make eye contact, you connect with that person, take a second, 
connect, and that gives you a, a true bond. You know, that seems so simple, but in today's age where we're on our phones so much, or, you know, even I've noticed with um, this younger generation that's coming right. up, teenagers, it's really hard for mm-hmm. them to look people in the eye. And I've even noticed with adults now sometimes, Correct. they don't. And you know what I've noticed is that when I do look people in the eye, they say, wow, you have great eye contact. They it's actually powerful. comment it. It's yeah. powerful. So I like that. And what's your third, what's your third tip? And the third one is to speak with confidence. And it, people confuse confidence all the time. They think it means you have all the answers. No, by far, we don't have all the answers when we speak with confidence. It just means we are confident with what we know, what we can provide to a corporation. I have a solution, like we talked about. Come in with what you can do. This is what I can do. But I don't have all the answers, but I will give them confidently what I can do. So whatever situation, if you're going for a job, people will ask you a question, mm-hmm. can you do this? And Good you point. confidently say, no, but I'm willing to learn. Yeah. And then people appreciate that confidence. So that's a big confusion that people think, well, I can't be confident because I don't know everything. No, that's that's not what confidence means. Yeah, really, really great. So uh, we've got we're having such a great conversation mm-hmm. here. Um, I want to continue this conversation. When we come back. It's time for us to go to break now. Uh, don't go anywhere. I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. Great tips, and I I feel like I can maybe approach some corporate potential corporate mm-hmm. clients more confidently now. So hopefully (laughs) you're feeling the same out of this. Uh, We'll be right back more with Richard and Gita in a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. 
Welcome back to Spotlight. We're here with Kita and Richard learning how to confidently reach more clients, make a greater impact, break into the corporate world. Um, I'm excited about the. I mean, this is really exciting. Do you know how many people could be helped and how much potential there is if we could just have people mm-hmm. confident and connected to corporate, confidently connected to corporate. There's your three C's right there, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Write that down, someone know. Um, So really glad to have you here. So I want to continue our conversation. Uh, Richard, before break, you were talking about three keys to really approach um, any situation in life more confidently, but especially if you're going into a business situation, which is to focus on your posture. I mean, this seems so simple, but so true. Focus on your posture. I mean, you want to stand up straight. I remember uh, hearing a recent study that they did at Harvard about power poses and they had they had a group of candidates that were applying for a job and they had half of them stand in these power poses with their shoulders back and their arms up in the air before going into the 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 interview and then half of them sat slumped in a chair and they did nothing different they were both equally qualified Mm -hmm. and hands down they said well if you had to pick half of these candidates and you had to eliminate half of them which would you eliminate they eliminated the half that sat in that that slumped over posture so important you talked about eye contact something that's missing a lot in today then you talked about just being confident in what you have Mm -hmm. to offer don't second guess yourself walk in there know what you can do and also know what you can't do that's part of being Mm -hmm. confident as well and then um, Keita, of course, you gave us a great quiz to be corporate ready. Now, I know you had uh, you had some comments on Richard's uh, what Richard was saying, too. I'd love to hear your thoughts on I, that. I did. It has to do with the confidence that Richard spoke about, because I think it takes a lot of confidence for an entrepreneur. A lot of times entrepreneurs, um, particularly in a corporate world, I, I hear this a lot. Well, what happens if I don't know? What happens if I don't know? It's intimidating. Um, it can be intimidating, but once you understand that they're people too, um, like using my tennis metaphor, you're either playing on hard court, this is like playing on grass or playing on clay court. It just requires different it, l- l- different language. Mm-hmm. But what the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make is is getting stuck in the imposter syndrome and trying Ooh. to appro- trying to prove that they're bigger and better than they really are. Wait, they, wait, say that again. <laughs> That's really, really impactful. What's the biggest problem you see? That people get caught in the imposter syndrome. So if you're just starting out so and feeling like you have to make something up so that you can uh, sure. appear bigger than you <laughs> are or what have you, um, people can people know energetically when you're misaligned, mm-hmm. and so it, it going back to what Richard talked about confident people can feel somebody who's confident to say you know what I don't have an answer for that if if yeah. if you get asked a question I don't have an answer for that but you know what I'll either figure it out or let me get back to you because they will appreciate the fact that you're open mm-hmm. and you're honest Correct. and if you've asked really good questions along the line and you have been engaged and you've been there um, they know somebody knows when you're trying to BS them and when you're <laughs> like leveling with them. So I, I just say this out there for folks that kind of um, are struggling with the imposter syndrome: is you're not expected to have all the answers. Okay, okay. as part of what you're there for is to try and figure mm-hmm. that out, and people will respect you, and um, they will see your confidence by saying, you know what, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people try and kind of slip and slide around that. Well, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a moment. <laughs> Richard just laughs. I'm getting on my soapbox here for a moment. I'm going to tell you what one of my biggest pet peeves is. So I'm a huge fan of authenticity. 
especially on social media. And this just this came up for me while you were talking. So it's okay to be open. Now, I, when I say be authentic, I do not mean that you need to share everything <laughs> that's going on in your life. I don't mean that you need to, you know, have a sob story or whatever. What I mean by that is it's okay to be yourself and to let people know where you are. And people want to work with real people. They don't want to work with perfect people. One of the things that bothers me the most is when I see these pictures like these Facebook profiles of you know people standing in front of huge mansions or really fancy cars and then come to find out that those aren't theirs and that they um, really can't afford you know, a one-bedroom apartment. Now, there's nothing wrong with living in a one-bedroom apartment. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm. this is where I am in life and this is where I want to go and here's the value that I have to offer people. Your value is not based on the size of your house or the, right. the price tag on your car. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is to put a picture out there that's fake. When people find out that that, that image or what you're saying is not you, then they won't want to work with you. They're going to mistrust you. So just be yourself, be real, and be confident enough to know that you are valuable just the way you are. Mm -hmm. And you have had experiences that you can share and you can help people with those experiences. But if you try and live a life that's not yours, you aren't going to relate to the audience that wants to work with you. And if you do and they find out that that's fake, they aren't going to want to work with you anyway. So, okay, I'm getting off my soapbox now. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I'm not sorry. I shouldn't apologize. <laughs> no, you should. I no should. apology okay. necessary. There we go. Caught myself in that one. All right. So, Richard, I would love to hear what are some of the results that people get after working with you? What are some of the things that your your clients have seen um, result-wise? When I work with clients, the overall goal is to help them find their goal. You know, lots of times people will infuse, like you talked about, you're working on someone else's goal or someone else's image of you. So I help them define what their clear goal is. And I look at it as leading yourself to success. And so that doesn't mean you do it alone, but it means you have to lead yourself to success. Even the great people like the great Muhammad Ali had lots of coaches and lots of people in all facets to help him become a success, but he stepped in the ring. He did mm -hmm. it alone. Yeah. So I try to convey that to people. You have to lead yourself to success by finding out what your goal is, what your passion is, what's going to make you happy, what your work balance is. And so that's the ultimate thing that I give them. And then we come up with simple steps because once you know the formula, you want to put this much effort effort into becoming a vice president and this much effort into your family, then we can determine that you're not going to be able to get away with 20% effort to be a VP mm -hmm. and 80% in family. Would yeah. you? not going to work in the yeah. corporate structure. So you have to reevaluate which is more important to you. And some people, it is the VP. And then we can work towards that goal. So I give them a goal, have them lead themselves to their ultimate success and then give them simple steps along the way. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, and that's how I really decide when I'm looking at mentors and coaches, who the best mentors and coaches are, are not the ones that tell you what they think <laughs> that you should do. Correct. They're the ones that ask you questions that help lead you down your path that you already need to know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all need guidance down that path. We all need people to walk beside right. us and to drive us and maybe even to help us see which path is for us. But yeah, I, I love that you said that. And that's really powerful, Richard. So <laughs> when somebody works with you, is that done on a one-on-one -on -one situation? Is it like a, a mentoring type of situation? Sure. I have lots of different <laughs> things available. So I have uh, high-level programs that will 
will take you through various programs. I do one-on-one. -on -one. I do workshops. I do seminars. I do corporate workshops as well. And I do retreats. So basically, I offer up all of the options to work with people. Some people are better one-on-one. -on -one. Some people like a smaller group setting. So again, it comes back to the goal setting. What is going to fit into someone's lifestyle and their needs? Yeah, I love that. I love that you just said that. Um, so, Richard, tell us real quickly, um, what is a specific success story that you've had? One of the specific success stories I had was with a, a middle-aged woman, very um, attractive, very successful woman, but she was not happy. She was stuck in her job, recently divorced, had a couple of kids. She was faced with real life, and she felt like there was nowhere to turn. There was no... Uh, out of this kind of life that she was suffering and felt really dreading that she wasn't accomplishing anything. She wasn't doing a career that she liked. She wasn't there for her children. Her, she failed in marriage. So these are all of the things that were going through her brain. So I helped her just align all of those things, you know, to explain to her that marriages sometimes don't work. It doesn't necessarily mean a failure. And then life goes on. So we just looked at the core of goals. What did she want? She wanted a new career. She yeah. wanted to be healthier. She wanted to be happier. So we mapped out how to get a new job. How do you do that? You look at your skill set. You put out applications. So it's always simple when you have someone shines a light on it. And even in our own life, there mm -hmm. are things in my life I need someone to shine a light on. They're like, hey, you just go that way and it's, you get out of the dark. Yeah. But we sometimes need that simple right. light. So it's not complicated. I just said, okay, what kind of job do you want to do? She wanted to be a massage therapist. Simple enough. What do you do? You go to school. You get your certification. And then through time and effort and sacrifice, because it's not easy to go to school and juggle kids and juggle life, she was able to achieve that. She left the city she was in, moved to another city, started a completely new life. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's so powerful. And that just goes to prove, you know, one size does not fit all. Correct. And those are the kind of mentoring and the coaching. I'm like, stay away. One size does not fit all. So I we had a little Facebook hiccup. For those of you joining us on Facebook, hopefully you're back on. I accidentally hit the um, end video <laughs> button instead of the wave at somebody button. So, uh, Richard, I wanted to get back up on Facebook, too, uh, before this next question that I have for you, which is, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? If somebody's listened to you talk now, you know, Richard E. Gordon, he uh, really is helping people to become more confident, um, have have a clearer vision for their goals, and to be able to enter those goals with confidence. If somebody wants to reach out to you and find out more about you and what you're doing, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? The best way, if you have your phone with you, which everybody usually does, it's usually attached, mine is attached too, um, just go to Facebook and you can type in Richard E. Gordon and I'll pop right up. So luckily that's the only one on there. And Go ahead and friend me, send me a message, and I'll go ahead and work with you. We'll converse. And again, it's not about the sales. It's about a connection. So I want to connect with you, know where you're at in life. And if you want to work with me, I'll give you, if you contact me today, I'll give you 20 minutes of my time. So we'll do a one-on-one -on -one call, 20 minutes, just to get to know each other and see where you're at in life. Yeah, from somebody who's been who's worked with Bruce Lee's students. <laughs> and Bruce Lee, so I love that. Thank you so much, Richard. You. So, Kita, you are helping to connect entrepreneurs with the corporate world. You um, take away all the guesswork out of that. You, you help them be able to just be very confident in going into the corporation. So uh, if there's somebody out there that's listening that says, hey, I'm an entrepreneur, I have a service that I think would fit into the corporate world, which really, if you're a creative entrepreneur, should be almost all of you, mm -hmm. um, how can they get a hold of you? 
Um, <clears throat> the best way to get a hold of me, like Richard, I believe in having a conversation. So I'm a competitive athlete and I love a good challenge. So mm -hmm. if you're having, if you're thinking that it might be for you, um, go to Kita Remick. It's Q U. Ooh, hold on, Kita. Is this a challenge? This is a challenge. <laughs> Ooh, Kita is challenging Lay you. It okay, down. go to. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm the type of person I have no problem uh, walking away. Um, and as long as I've given it a good fight mm -hmm. and I've done my best to try and see if I can help you mm -hmm. and see if you can see that there's a pathway for you, great. But Somebody's already commenting here. I need your help. Right. Okay, so and, and if there, I'm going to get your help. Right. And if there isn't a pathway for you, I'm happy to tell you that. Oh, that's good. Um, so, you know, I've, there's no ego around that. My, my job is to serve and support you. You aren't one of those people that are so desperate for money that you're going to take on any client even if they aren't the right fit? No, <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. At this stage in the game, no. Um, <laughs> and that's why you have your own business, right? right, right. Um, so my name is Kita. It's Q-U-I-T-A. Last name is Remick, R-E-M-I-C-K. Find me on Facebook. Uh, friend me. Send me a message. And I'd love to hop on the call with you. I'll give you 20 minutes, same thing, within the next day or two. Um, and let's explore to see if something makes sense. Um, I work with people in groups, and I also have a one-on-one -on -one power play program. So depending on where you are on your journey, if it makes sense for us to work together, great. And if not, that's okay. At least you walk away knowing mm -hmm whether uh, knowing that you have a pathway to move forward to get into corporations yeah, yeah exactly so really uh would encourage any of you listening to reach out find richard e gordon on facebook akita q u i t a remick r-e-m-i-c-k on facebook connect with these two they are going to be able to uh, share a little bit of their time and expertise mm -hmm. with everybody that reaches out to them that's a huge gift thank you so much and um hopefully all of you have gained some wisdom, some expertise on how to proceed confidently in life and also in connecting to the corporate world. Thank you so much both for being on here. Um, just leave you with this final thought, the difference between a good radio show and a life-changing radio show, the difference between a good speaker and a life-changing speaker, a good book, a life-changing book, all comes down to one thing and that's action. And that action is all on you. So what action are you going to take after this show today to change your life, to make it better and to impact the world in a greater way? I'm Allison H. Larson and we'll see you or hear from you next week on Spotlight. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.